This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. It's heartbreak for Liverpool as Vinicius Junior's strike is enough to win Real Madrid the Champions League 1-0 at the Stade de France. Welcome along everyone to the post-game podcast with Patrick Smith on the Blood Red channel courtesy of the Liverpool Echo as we bring you all the reaction and major talking points from a night to forget for the Reds. Liverpool dominated the first half and their several efforts on goal were thwarted by the sensational Thibaut Courtois, a theme that would prove constant throughout the night. Real took the lead in the second half against the run of play with their only shot on target of the match when an unmarked Vinicius Junior slotted home at the back stick. Liverpool attempted to force chances but some superb defending from Los Blancos and some extraterrestrial goalkeeping from man of the match Courtois denied Jurgen Klopp's men an equaliser. It's a gut-wrenching end to a season that has been amazing and is not the finale this year deserved. But we have to remember, two cups, 92 points in the league and a Champions League final is worthy of celebrating. Albeit without the cherry on top, we'll definitely be back for more next season. Stick with us on the post-game podcast here though for the reaction of Liverpool Echo LFC correspondent Paul Gorst from the Stade de France, Jürgen Klopp's press conference, the post-match thoughts of Andy Robertson and the reaction of the Travelling Cup in Paris. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Real Madrid are the champions of Europe for the 14th time after a 1-0 win against Liverpool at the start of France this season. Um, Vinicius Junior's second half goal was enough to edge a uh, tight game that was uh, not uh, really a Champions League final classic. It was a game that Liverpool had the better chances in. Uh, Thibaut Courtois pulled off a number of uh, saves that ranged between good and great, um, but Liverpool were undone by the... Um, the mental resolve of the Spanish team who have uh, really just dragged themselves kicking and screaming towards the 14th European Cup. Um, you look back at their passage to the final of the games against PSG, Chelsea and Manchester City. They were uh, second best for large parts of those ties and eventually came through to the final and it was a similar story here. Once again Liverpool were, um, were, were dominant for large parts of the game but Madrid just know how to get over the line in these big games don't they? Of course, um, as you say, Vinicius Junior scoring the goal that was uh, ultimately the one that uh, has done for Liverpool but uh, Liverpool will look back and reflect on a, on a superb season overall once the dust settles and the smoke clears and the disappointment um, starts to fade we've just had a chance to speak to Jordan Henderson in the post-match Mick Schoen and um, the Liverpool captain was fairly close to tears in all honesty he was so disappointed with how this uh, 63 game marathon season has eventually ended but um, Liverpool will have a parade tomorrow on the city streets and they'll reflect on winning the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup and they came so close to winning the uh, unprecedented quadruple didn't they of course 92 Premier League points and a Champions League final appearance but ultimately it wasn't to be on the night uh, as you say Thibaut Courtois made uh, round about three or four superb saves uh, particularly the one at the end from, uh, from Mo Salah when he went clean through uh, that was the, the one that Liverpool really needed to go in as time was ticking away and Klopp brought on Diogo Jota Roberto Firmino and Naby Keita but just couldn't rouse a response Real Madrid defended resolutely Casemiro midfield was superb and um, they were content to play on the counter-attack and ultimately Carlo Ancelotti has won another European Cup so it wasn't Liverpool's night in France but the big story is uh, undoubtedly the treatment of the supporters outside the ground um, the kick-off was delayed by um, 36 minutes in fact uh, hundreds of supporters unable to get in they were um, treated to um, tear gas and pepper spray from the uh, authorities and the dozens of um, riot police that surround Liverpool supporters and just before the full-time whistle went was 
um, quite a um, disappointing, disgusting um, kind of example of just how so many supporters are being treated here. Uh, many were unable to actually get in and ended up going back into the city centre uh, after paying what were no doubt uh, hundreds or even thousands of pounds just to get to the entrance before they were turned away. So a uh, disappointing night for so many reasons, uh, but that will be the um, overriding one. Uh, sadly, and it's finished here at the start of France. Real Madrid 1, Liverpool 0. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this press conference after the 2022 UEFA Champions League final. As yesterday, we will have translation again in uh, English, French and Spanish. Uh, when you present yourself, please introduce uh, your organization and your name. We start with the first questions. Over here, please, gentlemen. Jorgen, good night. Carlo Bianchi, tercertiempo.com. Uh, incredible but true. Any comment on, on the matter? Any comment on the... Oh. Incredible result, considering the performance oh. of your team. <laughs> incredible, but true. Yeah, yeah, true. You're right. Not true if it's incredible, it's just a normal football result. Um, uh, it was... So after the game, when I saw the stats, it was 50-50 possession. So. We had a lot more um, shots, a lot more shots on target, but the most decisive status absolutely on Madrid's side. Just to make sure that nobody thinks I wouldn't congratulate Real Madrid, I do that now, but I congratulate everybody, president involved, uh, outside personally. So um, um, they scored a goal, we didn't. That's the easiest explanation in the world of football and um, hard harsh to get anyway, but we respect that, of course. Um, yeah. When the goalkeeper is man of the match, then something is wrong, for going wrong for the other team. So we had, I think, three really big chances where Courtois made incredible saves. Uh, would have loved to have a few more of this, of this caliber. Um, in the last third, uh, we could have done better pass here, whatever, the crosses, we, we, in a, especially to the end of the game, towards Coltrane, they make not too much sense. Um, had the best face probably after they scored the 1-0, then immediately, then we played exactly in the spaces we had to play. We had the first half good moments, so when we found Sadio next left and right from Casimero, centre-half stayed, center stayed deep, Sad could turn, we arrived in a box, that was, that was good. Um, wanted to play a bit more in their formation in the second half than around their formation. The problem is when you play against Real Madrid and they defend that deep, the counter-pressing threat they are, uh, the counter-attacking threat they are is, is immense and you cannot ignore that. Um, I, I, I saw us doing really a lot of good things, to be honest, but it was not enough and we, we take that. Next question here in the front, please. Hi, Jürgen. Simon Peach from PA. Obviously, the match was delayed, so you were aware that something was happening, but have you 
been made aware of anything yet and, and if you had got anything to say on the matter? <sighs> Not a lot and I couldn't speak to my family yet but I know that the families had real struggles to get into the stadium but the reasons I don't know yet but I heard that we will have what is the saying for that further investigations uh, to figure out what's going on there I heard a few things they were not good uh, not nice um, obviously that was pretty tricky out there but I don't know I don't know more about it next question here first row please hello Jürgen uh, Sam Wallace from the Telegraph you, you've won so many games against deep lying sides this season a lot of teams play like that against you um, did you feel that on this occasion, maybe just the, type, the the fact it was the 64th game, you'd played so much that there just wasn't that little bit in the tank? Uh, let me say that it doesn't help, but it's not. Um, I don't think it was the reason. So we had, um, and we all know that these kind of the chances we had is make is on the when the player shoots a ball, ball going in or not is on the on the foot actually only an inch. That's all. That not to do with being from at, at a peak of your physical things or not. Um, no, we had we had these situations, we all know that the, the, the big the chance in a 1-1 one -one situation from close range from Mo, we know how often Mo scored in these situations. It was just an outstanding save from Courtois. We have to respect that as well. Um, can't remember. I think Madrid had one shot on target. Is that right? And it was a goal. Yeah. Yeah. But look, I understand 100% and I respect that 100% the, 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 the reason for playing football and having these kind of competition is to win the game. And whatever you do, is, as long as it's in, in the rules, it's uh, allowed and you can do it. So it's completely fine. We, we had to defend as well in moments really and just that we blocked the shots or whatever. Um, we played a good game, but when you lose 1-0, you have to admit it was then not good enough. I told the boys in the, in the dressing room after we had a bit of time, obviously, watching the celebrations of, um, of Real Madrid and these kind of things. I told the boys that I'm, I feel the pride already. But I saw as well that I was the only one in the dressing room in that moment. So the boys need a little bit longer for that. I understand that. Um, but um, these boys played an outstanding season. The two competitions we couldn't win we didn't win for the smallest possible margin. Um, one point, one nil. So what does that say? Uh, just that on, that on the day or in the city during the season, they were one point better and tonight Madrid was one goal better. That says nothing about us. The difference between 2018 and now is that I see us coming again and not in 2018. I wished it, but I couldn't know. Um, but these boys are really competitive. They are have an incredible attitude. It's a fantastic group. And we will go again, definitely. And tomorrow, we will celebrate the season. It's good that we don't have to do that now immediately, <laughs> but after a night's sleep and maybe another talk um, or speech from me, um, the boys will realize how special it was what they did. And even if nobody on this planet would understand that we have a parade tomorrow, um, we still will do it. And um, I really hope that everybody who has the chance to get to Liverpool is there tomorrow and celebrates together with us a fantastic season which we all had together, which didn't end like we wanted. 
but yeah, that's fact. But how I said, the club is in a good moment. We will go again. Wait, one more there, please. Uh, yes, hi, Jurgen. Elias Lorati from uh, Valvo USA. What do you think was the key difference today between winning and losing? <laughs> what is the key difference between winning and losing? That's that's a question. I don't I don't understand it. They scored, we didn't. Or what do you what do you mean? Can you sorry? Can you explain it? Because I don't understand it. What is the key difference between winning and like, losing? What did you feel was was missing from today to to, to really get the win? Uh, they scored and we didn't. But it, that's now easy to say. We, we could have played better football, but Madrid could have played better football, but they didn't. They, they, they won anyway. I think Madrid played already much, a lot of games better. We can now say they played exactly like they have to. Fine. That's how you play a, a final. Um, and uh, yeah, but if we didn't want the ball, then um, we made both in our half, whatever. That's not possible. So again, I, the, the, the stats is 50-50 um, possession. So it was not that they never had a ball, absolutely. But they couldn't score. They couldn't, apart from the goal, they didn't have a shot on target. That's a good sign for my team. We had nine shots on target. That's really a good number. The problem is they scored with one shot and we didn't score with nine. That's the difference between losing and winning. Any last question? Yeah, here, fourth row. Thank you. ¿Qué tal, mister? Enhorabuena por la temporada, Jesús Clemente de Otis Madrid, porque como bien decía, ha sido una. Ah, perdón. Espero, espero. Sorry. No problem. Sí, le decía que enhorabuena por la temporada, porque como bien ha dicho, creo que ha sido una temporada outstanding. Gracias. Casi perfecta, salvo por, por no levantar los títulos. Y hablaba eh, de dos cosas. Primero de los disparos. Son 24 en total. Es verdad que son 9 on target, pero son 24 disparos, lo cual denota la capacidad ofensiva del equipo. Y en segundo lugar hablaba de que no ha sido suficiente. Da la sensación de que contra el Real Madrid, no para el Liverpool, para muchos equipos, parece que la perfección al rozarla no es suficiente, al menos en Champions League. No, no sé si existe algún tipo de receta o si piensa que con lo que ha hecho habría, habría dado para cualquier otro equipo, otro, otro oponente en la final. It's not important if any other team could have won tonight because Madrid qualified for the final and B qualified for the final and B couldn't win tonight. So that's only thing what counts. This team of Real Madrid is incredibly experienced, have the most experienced manager in, um, in European football, now the most successful as well. Um, but you, in a football game, in a close football game, and even when we had lots more, loads, a lot of more shots, um, much more shots, that's it, much more shots than, than, than Madrid, um, it is about scoring, easy. And then the, the other problem is, With 24 shots, how you say, I remember three situations where Thibaut Courtois had made really a, save, a proper save, a world-class save. And with our quality, we can cause them more problems. So, but that says nothing about the, Madrid deserved the, 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 the Champions League trophy. That's how it is. 
um, when if you lose, you have to think you could have done better. It's normal. So we have to, we, 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 we think we could have done better. Um, is it possible at game 63 or 64, whatever, play your absolute best football? I don't know, but I saw a lot of good things. Like my team was full of desire, full of passion. We tried really hard. And you don't get the reward. That's part of the game. It will never change. And um, what's the reason for that? I don't believe in these kind of things that Madrid is unbeatable in final. They will become a final, believe it. That they, will, they will lose a final some some day. Um, but it didn't happen tonight. And so they, I think Real Madrid couldn't care less when that will happen. And, and for us, it's not too interesting as well. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. I'm being 54% possession to 46%, 24 shots, nine on target, that's to four shots and two on target. Is the feeling that the better side didn't win tonight? They come out, um, you know, I'm always a bit, um, you know, I think the team that ends up with the trophy is the team that deserves to win. Um, they took their chances, um, they took their chance, sorry, and, and we didn't. Their, their, their goalkeeper had a phenomenal game. Um, we had some really big chances that we should have taken, um, and then, you know, obviously they've they've scored. Uh, I don't really remember them other than the offside goal to have many many chances other than the goal they scored. But that's Real Madrid for you. They they don't they don't panic with all these stats. You know, if you look at all the knockout games they've been in, probably every one of them are very similar. You know, I watched the Man City game against them, and Man City were really comfortable up until eight seven eight eight minutes. So. You know, fair play to them. Um, they've won the trophy. They they deserve it, and um, you know we need to we need to try and you know pick ourselves up from it. Was there a feeling on the pitch that the goal was offside? Because it seemed when you saw it on the big screen there was a hint of that. And I've not subsequently seen a replay. I don't know whether you guys have. No, I've not. No, the only replay I've seen on was on the big screen. It looked it looked to me if it was tight, but you know the referee was obviously adamant and. Um, obviously, the one in the first half took about you know half an hour to get to a decision. So, you know, the, they were quite adamant. So, you know, you have to trust far, you have to trust trust the referee, and it must have been offside, eh, onside, sorry. But um, it looked obviously close on the monitor, eh, on the big screens. But, you know, who are we? You know, we're probably not the best judges. So, uh, like I said, I've not seen a replay since, and um, you know, I probably won't, won't watch that go back. You said you felt that you could have taken some of the chances there tonight, but the save from Mane in the first half, the save from Mo in the second half, they were truly world-class saves that kept you at bay, weren't they? World-class saves by a world-class keeper. Um, you know, obviously, when he was in England, they probably didn't get the respect that he deserves. And, um, you know, now he's at Madrid and, um, you know, he's put in, I don't, you know, I don't know if that's his best performance, but it's got to be, it's got, definitely got to be in top three because, you know, some of the shots and some of the chances we had were, you know, looked certain goals and, and somehow he's managed to stop it. So, looked fair play to him, obviously. Uh, man of the match and everything like that. Deserved, but, you know, when we don't take our chances, you, you don't end up with a trophy. And unfortunately, that's what's happened tonight. And I hate to ask this question as well, Andy, but, I mean, can you sum up the mood within the dressing room at, at the moment? And is it any consolation that you obviously have two trophies in the bag and you go to that parade tomorrow? Okay. Just now, it's not a consolation, no. Um, obviously, going into this week, we had... You know, hopes and dreams, and you knew we knew we were carrying that for you know all the you know everyone that supports Liverpool. And yeah, look, there'll be a time maybe on in the summer when you know we're on holiday and things like that, trying to relax, that we reflect and go. 
you know, winning two trophies that we've not won before and, you know, getting to Wembley and things like that and winning them is um, a nice feeling. But tonight's not that night. Of course, we have the the parade tomorrow, but, you know, obviously if it was the with the Champions League trophy, it would have been a massive celebration. I think tomorrow's now more just to show appreciation for our fans because, um, you know, they've travelled up and down the country. They've travelled abroad. They've travelled on Tuesday, Wednesday nights down to... You know, down in England and everything like that, and um, you know, 63 games have been tough for us, but it's also been tough for the fans, tough for their wallets. So, unfortunately, it's hard for us, but it's something that we have to do. We have to show appreciation to our fans because they've been incredible all season, and um, you know, without them, we're nothing. And we'll do that tomorrow. Yeah, you know, I don't think it'll be the happiest of parades for the fans or for us, but it's something that we'll do. And um, you know, maybe that will give us a lift going into next season. One final thing, Andy, as well. Um, Obviously, there was the delay to the kickoff. How did that impact you guys? And were you aware of the problems the fans were having getting into the stadium? Were any of your families affected? And are they all okay? Pretty much all of our families were affected, I think. Um, obviously, my tickets were through the club, and somehow somebody told one of my mates that um, he's got a fake ticket, which I can assure definitely wasn't because it was, you know, obviously through me. So. Then obviously the French police decide to throw tear gas on on um, fans, on families, and things like that. So, like it's. It's not been well organised. Um, you know, you you have to have some sympathy because obviously it's been kind of thrown on Paris kind of last minute with all that's went on and Jordan come as well. It's all it's all kind of went on in Russia and stuff, and they had to change the change the venue. But you know, as a UEFA competition, as the biggest game in world football, it should be um, it should be organised a lot better. And delays like that shouldn't be happening. And um, definitely the force that was used probably tonight by certain authorities shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be happening. Either. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's loss in the Champions League. Referee was awful, wasn't he? Dreadful shame. Thibaut Courtois was just too good. From my perspective, there there were enough chances, but he was just too good. And uh, after a while, it, to me, didn't look as if we were going to score. The whole situation here seems to have been a bit of a shambles. We got in super early. Lads next to us were saying that nobody checked their tickets until they were just about to take their seats. So I suspect people got in without without tickets and the whole thing seemed to be really badly arranged and very, very dangerous as well. Uh, I, I heard from people around me that there was tea, tear gas outside and people vomiting. Five minutes before the end of the game, we had riot police. I'm looking at about 80 of them now at our end. I'm not quite sure what kind of response they're expecting from Liverpool fans, but seems to be nothing but sporting here. Sad night. We'll come back. At Galasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. It's all time. Liverpool have just lost one nil in the final of the European Cup. It wasn't meant to be. Every single thing that came to Thibaut Courtois, whether it came off his head, his arm, his bloody toenail, he saved it and that's why he got the man of the match. We just switched off, I think Valverde, it was Valverde who just cracked it across and his back post. Uh, Trent, I don't know if he was, was to blame, but it was one of those days you can't really blame him. The performance was good enough to you know, get a goal at least. But, they are so good at wasting time. They are so good at taking the sting out of the game. And to be fair to them, if you really take a step back, they won PSG 
Liverpool, Man City and Chelsea in a run to lift the European Cup final and you have to give them credit where it's due. So yeah, they're a brilliant club, they know how to win. They've got so many great players who well, are in the twilight of their career. But they came here today and did a job on Liverpool. Liverpool looked a bit leggy, looked a bit tired, a bit left of ideas. But we're a great club and we'll be back next year with a few additional signings in the summer. We'll go again. We always do. We'll never walk alone. Well, <laughs> no other way to describe the evening than brutal. It's just a brutal defeat for Liverpool. It's heartbreaking defeat for Liverpool. And it's it seems very unfair for a team and a, a management staff and a, everyone involved at the club this season to come away with the two biggest prizes, the ones they really wanted, have obviously just fell short, whether it be by a point in the Premier League and obviously getting beaten 1-0 by Real Madrid in Paris tonight and first of all before anything else I think what you've got to say is that Liverpool have been absolutely magnificent this season um, throughout the campaign to lose four games the level of consistency the level of performance as well I think from Liverpool both with and without the ball the level of detail in the coaching some of the individual performances throughout the season and yeah, it's, there's nothing that's going to make you feel any better at this moment in time for fans, players, staff, anyone connected to Liverpool. It's just a heartbreaking evening. But when you look back and you take an overview of the overall season, yeah, Liverpool have, have been fantastic. And it is, it's just a, a massive, massive shame. And I think one of the big ones, obviously, from tonight, I mean, I mean let's take the, the, the Premier League first. I mean... Liverpool couldn't have done any more in that Premier League season. They're coming up against a, a juggernaut of a club in Manchester City. You've got a magnificent manager and far more resources than, than Liverpool have. And obviously to take it to, to where they have now for a second time and lose out by one point at the end of a Premier League season, again, must have been really difficult. However, obviously they had the Champions League to look forward to tonight. And I think the biggest frustration for me tonight is that they've come up against the Real Madrid side who still have tremendous individual quality within their team and have moments because of that individual quality that can really hear you. However, they're not the Real Madrid side of five five years ago, four years ago even. They've got an aging midfield, although fantastic players within that area of the pitch. Many of the crucial defensive players have now moved on. And it is a Real Madrid side which isn't at the pinnacle for me of the elite European teams. I think Manchester City are a better team. I think Chelsea are a better team. I think Liverpool are a better team as an example. And I really believe that over the course of the 90 minutes today, that, that is how the game plays out. I thought Liverpool were the far superior team. That's backed up by the statistics. Obviously, Liverpool having over 20 shots at Real Madrid's goal and limiting Real Madrid to just four attempts at their own goal. And, and let's, be, let's be fair, the only real danger Liverpool encountered was from the goal they conceded. And I think when you are creating that amount of chances in a European Cup final and limiting the opposition to their amount of chances that they have, I think it'll be even more difficult for Liverpool to accept. This isn't a situation where they've, become, they've been second best over the 90 minutes far from it. And they'll see it as a massive opportunity missed more so than the Premier League title. And yeah, difficult, really, really difficult at this moment in time, I suppose. But they have obviously got to look at the bigger picture of how 
magnificent they have been over the course of a season and realise that, yeah, it can't just come down to the the last two um, the last two unfortunate um, last day of the Premier League and obviously the the Champions League because nine times out of ten Liverpool unfortunately win that game tonight but it was a worry when Liverpool were at their best and had most dominance over the game that they didn't take the lead within that first half and I think obviously with a side like Real Madrid who boasts the quality then they're always going to get one opportunity in a game and unfortunately they did and they took it and Liverpool's forward players have been so excellent at different points of the season and obviously such excellent players they just weren't able none of them played well enough tonight to be able to take the opportunities that were presented to them at any moment in time obviously Real Madrid's goalkeeper played very well but Liverpool have got to look at it from their point of view and say whether it was the final pass the final technique on the shot the final decision making unfortunately it wasn't there when it really mattered for Liverpool tonight and ultimately the game has been decided in both boxes Real Madrid being more efficient in both boxes obviously the goalkeeper for Real Madrid making such crucial saves at crucial moments Liverpool not taking their chances and then at the other end the sparse opportunity that Real Madrid were presented with obviously they were more switched on in the in the penalty area and able to convert that opportunity and that is again unfortunate because the the difference obviously with Liverpool is they have such outstanding detail in how they go about every game they have such dominance over the majority of the games they play from back to front they're able to create numerous chances restrict the opposition to very few chances throughout the season and that's exactly how it played out today and when you have that level of control and authority over a game Liverpool are also normally the best in both boxes they're able to combine the two the the, the great dominance they have over the game but also being the most efficient in both boxes and unfortunately even having the dominance of today's game the the productivity inside both boxes was lacking and listen that can happen in football can't it it just so happens that it's happened in Paris tonight Liverpool have come away defeated and obviously massively downcast at this moment in time so I don't think there's much more to say in terms of on that I think obviously I've covered most of it throughout the, the season of how good Liverpool's individual has been how good the, the coaching performance of the manager has been and how, how good the collective has been it's just <laughs> Yeah, it's a team who probably deserve to have won more of the bigger prizes or the two biggest prizes than they have so far. And I hope that isn't the story of this group. Obviously, they've got some of the, the vital players who are ageing into their early 30s now and it'll be interesting to see what happens with some of these players. And it would have been, obviously, the ideal scenario for Liverpool to have picked up that second Champions League and really validated the, the the team that, that that I think everybody knows they have been over these last few years. But yeah, let's look at the bigger picture. Liverpool have been fantastic. It's disappointing tonight, massively disappointing, but it's been a great season. And I think the players and everyone involved deserve massive credit. And hopefully they're still able to to see all of that on the parade tomorrow when the celebrations can obviously pay tribute to not only how hard they've worked, but the level of, of quality that has been uh, on show to the, to the fan base, not only for this this season, but also we're talking about Premier League, which hasn't been able to be celebrated properly, and the players deserve that massive effort and 
and a super group of players. So just finish off with that anyway. Uh, it's been a massive uh, super season. And yeah, it's been uh, it's been okay to do the, the podcast again. So hopefully it's um, anyone who's listens thinks the podcast's okay in the end. <laughs> Cheers.